Support for Film Comment is provided by the nonprofit Sundance Institute, presenting the Sundance Film Festival, January 23rd through February 2nd. The 2020 program includes world premiere films, virtual reality experiences, panels, and more. Tickets and passes are on sale now at sundance.org tickets. Get your copy of our January-February 2020 issue of Film Comment, featuring our Best of the Decade extravaganza with essays by Dennis Lim, Amy Taubin, Devika Girish, and R. Emmett Sweeney, the top 50 films and key new filmmakers of the 2010s, along with filmmakers, critics, and programmers' picks of the decade. Also, an in-depth interview with Pedro Costa, director of Vitalina Varela, opening at Film at Lincoln Center, and our annual Best of the Year poll, including write-ups of the 20 best films of 2019. Support nonprofit independent film journalism. Support Film Comment. Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. I'm Nicholas Rapold, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Film Comment. It's January, which means it's time once again to see some movies in the snowy wilderness of the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. And once again, the Film Comment Podcast will be recording regular episodes in Sundance, with the latest on the festival, the movies, and the filmmakers. But first, we're starting with a preview of Sundance 2020, talking about the movies we're most looking forward to and giving some context to the festival and what's changed over the years. Joining me for this discussion are Amy Taubin, contributing editor to Film Comment, and Devika Girish, assistant editor at Film Comment. Be sure to subscribe to the Film Comment podcast if you haven't already to get every new episode as it's posted. Let's go to our discussion. Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. My name is Nick Rapold. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Film Comment, and this is the first in our podcast from Sundance. Uh, this is our preview podcast. The later ones will be live. Well, they won't be live. I always say that because it sounds good, um, but it will be from on the ground in Park City. Um, and at this point, we're just going to give an overview of some of the highlights from the festival, maybe some things we may or may not have seen that we can already suggest um, or you know, opine on a little, um, but of course not review, never review. Um, and, you know, before we begin, we might as well say a few things to start with who we are, starting with. Amy Taubin, who's a contributing editor for Film Comment. And? Devika Girish, I'm the assistant editor at Film Comment. We're all headed uh, to, to Sundance. Sundance 2020 which is, I guess, a milestone in some ways. Uh, 2020 is a strange year because it always sounds to me like it's slightly futuristic, but also slightly from some sort of um, marketing memo about the future. <laughs> um, but at any rate, what we could just start off by talking, what does the Sundance Film Festival mean now? I mean, traditionally a place for independent film, but what does independent film mean now? Um, and after so many years, what is the, you know identity of the festival um it's also the last year for uh the director of the festival john cooper so that's also another kind of passing of the baton that, that will go on um amy do you have any thoughts on sundance today versus sundance past like the ghost of christmas past and ghost of christmas <laughs> well i started going to sundance in 1989 the year of sex lies and videotape. That's a good year. When everything changed, supposedly. <laughs> but the change has been very gradual. So yeah. I don't think that this year's festival will be all that different from the way it's been for the past 10 years. For, mm. But 
except for one thing. If you look at the lineup of films, and that's both American films and the films in world cinema, uh, there are much, many, many, many more films by people of color. Mm-hmm. Many, many more. And so that means that gradually um, the makeup of the audience will also have shifted. Because at Sundance, it used to be that you could walk up and down Main Street for days and never see um, someone who was involved in film who was a person of color. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would see people who had, um, who worked in the supermarket because they have a relationship to the Mormon church, which seems to import (laughs) people from Latin America to work in their supermarket. But um, uh, not in the film business. And that's really, really shifted. It's been a gradual shift, but when I look at the lineup this year, it's really marked. Uh, Also women, you know, Mm -hmm. Sundance is bragging that there are 35% of the films in Sundance are by uh, women directors or co-directors. Yeah, they're really definitely foregrounding that. If if you look at their press release for the initial slate, it's it's, it's quotes, but then you know paragraphs of of of, of statistics about that. Forty six percent women in the competition categories, thirty eight percent people of color, um, and yeah, Devika, you were about to say something. Um, well, I I don't know if I have much to add in terms of historical context because this is just my second year. Um, but even you know, it's it's really. This is the first year that I'm able to go to festivals for a second year, and it's it's Mm -hmm. kind of nice to, um, you know, see what you like learn about festivals and how you learn to navigate them better and how you learn to recognize their character better. So just Mm -hmm. even making my Sundance schedule, um, I was just telling you guys, you know, I've kind of, uh, I was enumerating all the lessons I'd learned from my past experience and I realized they're really just life lessons, you know, about (laughs) (laughs) making sure you plan well enough, but don't be too beholden to your plan. don't set yourself up for disappointment, you know. Know that all we all are on earth for a finite amount of time and we will do our best. Anyway, <laughs> so geez, wow. I'm excited. Um, and to Amy's point, you know, I attended last year as part of the uh, press inclusion initiative that they did. And so, you know, the makeup of the filmmakers, uh, of the audiences and also critics attending is changing. And I don't have anything else to compare it to, but I did find it to be a really welcoming festival where I could see a lot of young people of diverse backgrounds. And that does kind of make things less intimidating, even as a young critic, to see all kinds of people. Um, And the films also, again, without having sort of a, a benchmark to compare it to, I did think that... There, see, I mean, the films represented a lot of different kinds of stories, um, and that was also pretty refreshing and fun. It was hard for me, I think, to find the more challenging films, and I think that's another thing that maybe I've learned from going there last year is that, again, the festival has a certain character, and so, you know, you go looking for certain kinds of films. The gems you look for at each, each festival are different, and and kind of have a different shape but it, it, it 
obviously tends to be it's an American festival, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of American films, a lot of independent films, and there's. It seemed to me well, that technically it's all independent film, right? Technically, um, technically, technically, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Indian spirit. <laughs> if not necessarily in production. And it did seem like certain themes that I had always heard people speak of, you know, Sundance as the home for or the Sundance trope, like themes of authenticity and a certain kind of DIY aesthetic, even though, even if that wasn't, you know, represented in the actual process of making the film, but it was kind of this borrowed aesthetic in many films. Um, And so it was just interesting to track those kinds of patterns. And I'm going in with much more tailored expectations this time. So Mm. we'll see. So the disillusionment comes fast. (laughs) And now, now I I just remember to pack two hats. That's my lesson for my years. To pack what? Two hats. Because you lose one. You lose one. You see? I so. pack two scarves, two hats, two <laughs> pair of glasses. Ooh, that's a good one. This I should remember a, that. See, these are the, the hot tips you learn. On <laughs> but on the weather is not going to be bad. That's there good. are snow showers, but no blizzards predicted. Yeah. There is every day it goes up into the 30s during the day. It goes huh. down into the teens at night. Yes. I mean, I've been through Sundances where it never got above 10 degrees for oh, like five oh, days. I can't even imagine. Zero. Yeah, that's, that's why the stakes are always pretty high when you're, you're stomp, tromping around the I snow. I know, it's, because I was thinking it's not like the lineup is any larger than you know, any other equivalent film festival, but it just seems so exhausting because it takes so much effort. Some of us get altitude sickness and it's, it's, you have to brave the brave nature to make it to some screening. So it does feel very high stakes. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the the movies that we'll be risking our lives to see (laughs) um, just to drive that home for you, our loyal listeners. Um, I mean, we can start with the U S dramatic, uh, competition um i mean i guess there are some titles that jump out um perhaps um i mean for me one thing is the lisa uh, hitman movie um never rarely sometimes always um i mean i liked her i'm i'm not even sure if it was her first feature uh the feature about the young man somewhere near the beach oh beach rats that's the beach second rats. one that's, second that's her one. second one first is it, it felt like love okay. like which love. is a few years prior i think so i'm interested in seeing that i never make i never write down what's in competition what's yeah. in other categories so i haven't got a clue <laughs> but um i'm looking forward to d reese's new film yep um the last thing he wanted mm-hmm. um I'm looking forward to Michael Almereda's film about Tesla, which has been long in the making, and which, as of last week, he said, well, I'm not previewing it because it's not done. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm curious about that one, too. Ethan Hawke plays Tesla. Yeah. And I always, yeah. I love seeing what Ethan Hawke does with, you, you know, he plays such a variety of characters, and I feel like he always so, adds something. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certain um, just guileless enthusiasm i think that might be appropriate to um a kind of outlandish inventor figure um that might work um and yeah that one's about tesla the last thing he wanted is the joan is a joan didion adaptation i guess we should mention um and shirley is a josephine decker movie um which is 
not sure the exact relation to um, Shirley Jackson's writings. I, I mean, I don't know. Is it a fictional scenario? I mean, it, it's it. She is. It is a fiction movie I about her. I don't know, and yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to know why Do Amy doesn't want to know? <laughs> because I loathe her. Uh, the film she made uh, last. Yes. Well, yeah, I I am looking forward to it okay. because I. I understand that this is a contrarian opinion in some circles, but I did like Madeline. Madeline's no, it's not. Line. You're really in the majority. You think so? Every oh, time yeah. I feel like uh, no, people no, no. I know tend it's to been... mostly yeah. um, feel differently about it. But I, I found it to be a little difficult, but I enjoyed it. Um, so I don't know. I think I would be interested, at least I would be interested in seeing what she brings to this kind of a story, which you know, some she has just such sort of an unconventional, like sensory approach. And this this is a story about a famous person, which you know, in another universe, could just get like your standard biopic or mm. something. So I'm curious. I think there's a new biography that came out in the last year or two about Shirley Jackson. So background reading, <laughs> we can all do um, uh, documentaries. I mean, I think it's fair to say that going in you 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 often maybe have more to look forward to in terms of documentaries at Sundance sometimes. You certainly are safer certainly because safer. there's always subject matter <laughs> if, if the filmmaking is just dreadful there's still subject matter of you're interest. so right and also you know I was thinking about it when I was making my schedule because I was going off the blurbs and it's so hard to decide what's good based on the blurbs. And, you know, sometimes they, they can kind of be off-putting too. And I, I was thinking, why am I just listing all the documentaries in my watch list? And then mm. I realized it's because subject matter is all, you know, it transcends even like bad blurbs because it draws you in if you just like, right, you're you want to know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you leave learning something. So. I mean, the two films I've seen that I think are great are both documentaries. One is in the world cinema, and that's the Romanian film collective mm -hmm. about, oh God, never get sick in Romania. <laughs> Just never. You know you have a common cold, hightail it out of there for Vienna as soon as you sneeze. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, and that, that showed a tiff. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Time, Garrett Bradley's mm -hmm. film, which is in uh, the U.S. documentary, which I just think is a great film, and I absolutely think is a huge, huge leap forward for her. Mm. I mean, she's a filmmaker that a lot of people have been interested in and care about, and for me, it's never quite been there, but this film I just found amazing. Yeah, and that one it's it's a, um, a it's an interesting combination of found not found footage but a, a personal camcorder home video, home video yeah. footage. Um, well, it's it's more than that. I yeah. mean, this person actually was recording her life and mm -hmm. continued to do that. But as she became a person who was became really a spokesperson mm -hmm. for the horror of incarceration. Other people were shooting her at these events. Mm -hmm. And I'm very curious how uh, Garrett got involved in this. And then some of it she shoots herself, but mostly it's a kind of collage mm. uh, documentary. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she was at the festival last year with America, which which one I loved. Um, and she also was there, I think, 2017 with another short called Alone, which I think bears some connection yeah. with this one. Yeah. And so, the yeah, it, it's this is. I don't know if her first feature was at Sundance, so this might be her first feature film to show at Sundance, mm -hmm. and um, I liked it very much too, so definitely a movie I think people will look forward to seeing and probably enjoy. Um, yeah. Amy, I do remember you liked another film that we saw together a few that? days ago, which was um, This Is Not a Burial, It's a Resurrection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did, and... Um... I mean, I thought about it a lot after, and it's it you know it's a first film from a country where there is no mm. filmmaking it's, industry. It, it's the second feature. Second feature. Yeah, uh, his first feature showed last year at the Berlinale, and ah. it, its title um, is "Mother, I Am Suffocating." This is my last film about you. Wow, <laughs> and this character in this film is not his mother. Or no, no, and no yeah, and but the films are quite different, actually. And I, this is also this film is a leap forward as well, I would say. And and there are just stunning images in it, and images and framing, mm. and that I've never quite seen before. I've seen them in visual art, but not in a movie, right? Mm. Um, and the central character who is. A very old woman, I don't know if she's ever performed before, but has just an amazing presence. So that's very strong. Right. Mm. And that's World Cinema Dramatic yeah. Competition. Support for Film Comment is provided by the nonprofit Sundance Institute, presenting the Sundance Film Festival, January 23rd through February 2nd. The 2020 program includes world premiere films, virtual reality experiences, panels, and more. Tickets and passes are on sale now at sundance.org tickets. Get your copy of our January-February 2020 issue of Film Comment, featuring our best of the decade extravaganza, with essays by Dennis Lim, Amy Taubin, Devika Garish, and R. Emmett Sweeney, the top 50 films and key new filmmakers of the 2010s, along with filmmakers, critics, and programmers' picks of the decade. Also, an in-depth interview with Pedro Costa, director of Vitalina Varela, opening at Film at Lincoln Center, and our Best of the Year poll, including write-ups of the 20 best films of 2019. Plus, Alex Ross Perry on screenwriting, Phoebe Chen on NYFF sensation Martin Eden, Albert Serra on the scandalous Liberté, along with the reviews, articles, and columns that make every issue of Film Comment a must-read. Support nonprofit, independent film journalism. Support Film Comment. That, that reminds me that, uh, I mean, there are a number of movies, just uh, looking back to Collective, that uh, where Sundance is just kind of a, a kind of, not, not like the only debut, which is kind of more of a, I don't know, preview for their <laughs> imminent release in, in some way. Um, I mean, Collective, it's, it's a way of restaging the movie in a way for, for a new audience. Even um, This and, Is Not a Burial, I mean, it showed at... Uh Venice, Venice yeah, yeah. yeah, it as, premiered as there. Collective, yeah. But yeah. Collective has an opening date, which is like in May of this year. Yeah, in yeah. New York. Um, oh, and I'm oh, sorry. No, I, I was just thinking about other movies, you know, like that are Downhill, um, which is a remake of Force Majeure. <laughs> of a, <laughs> a <laughs> film I never thought was an even credible. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, then this might be the right way to do it because it sounds like it must be more of a comedy, given that it's it stars Julie Louis Dreyfus and um, Will Ferrell. Yeah, so maybe they're just. I mean, it's just all in. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer and it seems like it seemed like a lot of the scenes were lifted from Force Majeure, but these actors are so different tonally from you know that film that yeah. <laughs> it yeah i think it's probably a more straightforward comedy but yeah. i might see it just out of you know curiosity about adaptation yeah uh oh and documentaries dick johnson is dead that's, that's right. a big one yes that's right kirsten john kirsten johnson's uh second feature after camera person um and the the premise is her her father he moves in uh, with her and in order to deal with his kind of impending deterioration, um, they stage his demise in different ways. Um, so it's an interesting using a use of um, staging, and I, you know, it's a movie you kind of have to see to um, to understand what it's doing. Um, Wendy is probably another movie that people are curious about. Also, another one that's coming out soon. That's coming out at the end of February. Um, ben Zeitlin. Um, well, I'm very curious about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's all awesome. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Yeah. I just, I cannot even picture this movie in my head. I have no idea what it, I, I'm so, I don't know, amazed that <laughs> this movie is happening for some reason. Maybe because I just, I wasn't very fond of the whole Peter Pan story growing up. And it just, I, I don't know, it's, it just strikes me as such a strange thing to do to take this like other approach to that story because that that's what it's doing right it's nobody knows for sure i do not know but it is interesting that we have now many movies Mm. about the women who stay behind Mm. Mm -hmm. so there's wendy um there is um garrett bradley's movie which is about Mm. the woman whose husband is incarcerated and what happens to her during those 21 years. And then, of course, there was... um, Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah. So this is a theme. Hmm. Right. See, now you've actually sold me a little (laughs) more. Now I might see it. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, he might do something completely different. (laughs) Will it be the next Beasts of the Southern Wild? Tune in next time. Um, When is that show? I think that's a... On Sunday or Monday or something is that premiere? I have. I seem to have a Sunday Echo screening at three thirty, but I don't know if that's the opening. Oh, that's the other thing. Oh, the way Sundance has really changed. Yeah. Um, when I used to go to Sundance, first of all, it was much smaller. There were fewer theaters, Mm -hmm. but the idea that you would have red carpets in the snow to go into these non-theaters because they are non-theaters. They're like community halls and libraries. So people are going to be on a red carpet in front of the Park City Library. I just find that grotesque. (laughs) (laughs) And that as critics, we're getting constant email about telling us the procedure to stand outside the Park City (laughs) Library if we want to be on the red carpet, which of course we don't. (laughs) Yeah, it is a bit of a, a strange juxtaposition when you walk past the like high school LGBTQ table selling, you know, brownies and stuff. And then, yeah, you know, immediately, you, you know, you, yeah, you encounter certain procedures um, like that. But, I, you know, it's just... But, you know, the libraries, I seldom get there anymore because 
I do get to the echoes and then I tend just to sit, sit there, there, there forever. Yeah. Yeah. And now the Ray, which is a beautiful theater. Yes. And is the first real theater Sundance built mm. and has great sound and great sight lines. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember being in the library and seeing, for example, oh, I'm getting so bad about titles. What's the name of Richard Kelly's first feature? Oh, Southland Tales? No, that's, that no, was Cannes. Um, oh, first later. feature, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Yes. And I remember sitting there with Gavin Smith, and at a certain point, I turned around and I said, is this as good as I think it is? <laughs> um, I mean, that's what's great about Sundance sometimes. It is yeah. as good as you think it is, and it right. came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, that's interesting. Like, is it... I, I do sometimes wonder. I guess things do still come out of nowhere. Do they still come out of nowhere? I'm posing this to the room. I don't um, know. I what mean, do you mean? Is, is it possible in the same way? You know, uh, with with since you know, you know, the marketing has become so like self aware of, of the process and and, and mm-hmm. things. I mean, it's always been, I suppose, in a way. I think actually, I mean, I did by that point have Wild Bunch behind it, but mm-hmm. Give Me Liberty came out of nowhere. Sure. Um, Honeyland came out of nowhere. Yes. I mean, who was going to go see a documentary <laughs> from Macedonia about beekeepers? I mean, yeah, no, huh? you know, yeah, there were there were a couple films last year also that I had actually not heard about at all, and I stumbled mm. in, and I re- ended up really enjoying them. They didn't end up becoming titles that you know, everyone became familiar with or, you know, widely discussed in the press. But there were some gems, I, at least in my experience. But also yeah. I think the thing that I really realized was it was a great venue to find those kind of bigger commercial films that are also kind of well-made and really satisfying. I ended up mm. really liking Late Night. Oh, um, right. mm-hmm. And I wrote about that for us and so and that was you know I just saw it on the last day as like oh something feel good and funny and I thought it was actually more than that and so I'm kind of also keeping my eye out for those kinds of films like um, Promising Young Woman which has uh, Carrie Mulligan take revenge I Mm -hmm. think Uh, some kind of a thriller film and I think she's a really good performer I've always liked her in movies so that's kind of on my radar. Yeah. And um, also Kajillionaire by Miranda July. Oh, yeah. That's the funny thing that can happen in the festival is that you have someone kind of come back from the past who is, who is um, I mean, obviously since you've made a film since. Um, and also she was in Madeline's Madeline as a mother. And that's kind was. of why <laughs> I'm even more interested in yeah. seeing her film now. That was a kind of interesting piece of casting. I forget, Amy, what did you think of Me and You and Everything Everyone you know. I'm Everyone not a know. fan. Not a fan. <laughs> this is getting terrible because it's like I'm I'm trashing all these women out of the past. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, quick, let's find one. Well, we Dee Reese. I mean, I'm Dee really Reese. looking sure. forward to Dee Reese's film. Yes, mm-hmm. um, yes And Garrett Bradley. Garrett Bradley, indeed. And... What am I looking forward to? I ask myself aloud. Um, I guess I've said a couple of the things already. Um, definitely looking forward to the D Reese as well. Um, Zola could be interesting. Oh yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the last film, but um, the, the the word salad of its summary somehow <laughs> intrigues me. I know. I actually haven't seen her previous film, but I'm so intrigued by 
by the premise of it because yeah. it like was i think it's in, based on a tweet thread yeah about some kind of fight between i'm i'm not sure it's two it, women I, anyway just it's like the, one of those crazy this could only happen now kind yeah. of things well I, I give a positive review to the blurb which has its own twists and turns <laughs> that i did not see coming um and also i'm i am excited about bad hair as well bad hair justin, uh, justin simeon's Simeon. new film um I think his la- I mean his last feature was Dear White People or did he make something after that? Yeah, and I I mean I saw it a very long time ago but mm-hmm. I remember enjoying it. So mm-hmm. I know this is like one of the awaited films for many people so Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to I mean the the one new actor section that Sundance has is episodic TV. Mm-hmm. And so I am looking forward to Steve James is City So Real, just because I think Steve James is a great documentarian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also am looking forward to Liz Garbus's movie, although I don't know the title. Lost but Girls? Liz, pardon? I think it's Lost, Lost Girls. Girls. Yeah, yeah, because it's her first, I think, fiction film. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a terrific documentarian, so I'm curious. That's a transition that's usually hard to make. but Yes, um, and... and yeah, we we and uh, uh, that reminds me that Heidi Ewing um, co-directed a fiction film in the lineup. I carry you with me a love story. Um, I don't know how much more I have to say about it, but it spans eras and genres, um, and it's 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 about kind of structured around a border crossing. So very um, of the moment in that sense. Oh, I actually I think I sort of missed this, so I'm going to put this on my list now. See, there you go. <laughs> Two hats, and I carry you with me. I'm looking at all of you have printed out your <laughs> programs. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that, but... <laughs> I think we are now lazier I really because... go blind. I go in blind. I don't look. Yeah. I just... It, yeah, I... I, I don't have my notebook handy. That's that's my Yeah, I think we're just reason. being lazier. You Amy, you actually have your films written Amy, you're down. Better, you're better prepared. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've written them into my schedule already. <laughs> um... Spree uh, is another movie I'm curious about. Wobble Palace was a past feature of his. Um, made me curious for Spree. Um, unusual description about a rideshare driver. Um, unfortunately, uh, it has the words go viral in the description, which is not my favorite movie <laughs> conceit. But, you know. You know what's funny? How rideshare comedy is being sort of touted as a genre now. I mean, the press emails it's, describe it as a rideshare comedy. And right. There's also Stuber. You know, Stuber. a rideshare comedy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you know, Stuber, and I, I think I there's a couple others that are, I, I'm unable to, well, The Big Sick had a big kind of conceit yeah. um, or kind of was about an Uber driver. And I don't know, it's one of those things that, it's like a road trip comedy for the Uber and Lyft age or something. Mm, that's true. Different modes of transportation. Demand different modes of cinema. So said Vertov, <laughs> I think. Don't quote me. Um, well, I think we're probably coming to the end of our, our, our delightful preview. Um, any other last notes? I just want to mention that there's a Julie Taymor movie um, about Gloria Steinem, which I have purposely not seen or read anything about. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Um, and, you know, Viggo Mortensen makes his directorial feature debut and that's a closing night film 
whatever that means. It means that if they don't press screen it, we won't see it. <laughs> um, and I'd like to. I'm interested in Brandon Cronenberg's movie. Um, I had mixed feelings about his first movie, but uh, I'm really curious to see this one. And the movie that's been pushed on me more than any other by publicists is Truffle Hunters <laughs> because they because I've been told it's this year's Honeyland, only it's about <laughs> elderly men in Italy hunting for truffles with their dogs. And I said, I didn't think that sounded appealing, especially since I have no appetite for truffles but um what <laughs> you do for honey <laughs> they told me that no it, the the movie is wonderful because of the dogs uh i can't okay, and so this year's Honeyland. <laughs> yeah so yeah so pretty soon we're gonna get pitches like it's honey Honeyland meets with truffles, with, truffles <laughs> with a dash of parasite um i am curious about that one though yeah um, it's it's curious yeah. um that reminds me, there's another, like, um, uh, well, this hasn't been pushed on me, but there's a Taylor Swift documentary by Lana Wilson, which is oh. a curiosity, if only yes. because of some of the... And a uh, documentary by, uh, directed by St. Vincent. That's true, which is... Wow. Musician contingent. Which is... Which I'm really interested no, in. The Nowhere in. Nowhere it's in, called. exactly. Um, and, of course, then there's the Hillary documentary by Nadine Burstyn, I think. And... Um, it's been getting a lot of press. Yes. Um, because of her rigorous anti-Bernie <laughs> sentiments. That's right. <laughs> right. She's yeah. She's holding the line there. Um, and then uh, finally, we might mention something that has already been some some writing about um, the the Kirby Dick Amy Ziering documentary, mm -hmm. um, which I think now has a title for a while called On the Record. Previously, it was untitled. Kirby Dick, Amy Ziering film. Um, and that's about... Um, Russell Simmons, a uh, hip-hop producer. Yes, right? and accusations, and, um, um, by a, a woman's accusations and, and uh, the process of uh, pursuing them. And that's already been a source of controversy. So look out for that. What is, I mean, o o Oprah basically has stepped down as the executive producer. That's... Yeah, I think, I think that's what was reported, yeah. Um, so, so, uh, that's, that's another thing to be mindful of. Um, I don't know. I've sort of, I think that's about it. And we also should say that a lot of people go to Sundance not to see movies, but for networking. Yes. And that's a big difference between the early days. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. I just said, no, I'm not going to go to the big networking conference about women and women in the industry because mm. you have to get on a bus to get there and travel for 30 minutes. <laughs> go to someone's very palatial house what can you can oh, no. i take your place <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's that cuts into valuable movie watching time yeah. Yeah. but a lot of people do go to sundance simply yeah. to network and so this wasn't areas. the case in the early days oh, it no. was just sort of no one who 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 could give you a job was there really <laughs> <laughs> the good old days when, right when you couldn't get a job um, for some reason, this makes me flash back to the to Mosaic, the Soderbergh. 
um, show. I don't know why. Not saying any of that's going to happen. Because it happens in a ski resort. <laughs> yeah. Is it, it was actually shot there, right? Was it actually shot? Parkland? I don't think it's Park City. Oh, it's not? No. Where is it? I thought yet, it was somewhere. But I don't think it's oh, Park really? City. All right. Well, we'll tell you whether or not. It's I think it's Aspen. Back. Aspen? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, those are some of our early thoughts. Uh, don't hold us to them because, you know, we have to see the movies and we welcome later. surprises. We welcome surprises. I always say this every year and I mean it 100 percent. I was just feeling it earlier today, seeing a movie. When I go to a movie, I am rooting for it to be good. I'm hoping this is a good movie. I'm not going in with my knives sharpened. Um, I say that because, believe it or not, people still seem to think that about critics. Um, some people, especially 1917 fans. Anyway, um, well, that, that brings us to the or end Joker of Joker fans. Yeah, or Joker fans, yeah. Well, um, what, thank you, Amy and Devika. Um, and I guess I'll see you on the slopes that lead to the theaters. <laughs> thank you, Nick and Devika. And I will see you on the shuttle bus. The shuttle ah, bus. That yeah. sounds more like it. <laughs> You've been listening to the Film Comet Podcast with music by Greg Einge. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Film Comment is a bi-monthly magazine published by Film at Lincoln Center. Since 1962, Film Comment has featured in-depth features, critical analysis, and feature coverage of mainstream, art house, and avant-garde filmmaking from around the world. Visit us online at filmcomment.com to purchase a print or digital subscription to Film Comment. Or check out our app, available on Android, iOS, or Kindle. Support for Film Comment is provided by the nonprofit Sundance Institute, presenting the Sundance Film Festival, January 23rd through February 2nd. The 2020 program includes world premiere films, virtual reality experiences, panels, and more. Tickets and passes are on sale now at sundance.org tickets. Get your copy of our January-February 2020 issue of Film Comment, featuring our best-of-the-decade extravaganza with essays by Dennis Lim, Amy Taubin, Devika Girish, and R. Emmett Sweeney, the top 50 films and key new filmmakers of the 2010s, along with filmmakers, critics, and programmers' picks of the decade. Also, an in-depth interview with Pedro Costa, director of Vitalina Varela, opening at Film at Lincoln Center, and our annual Best of the Year poll, including write-ups of the 20 best films of 2019. Support nonprofit independent film journalism. Support Film Comment.